Welcome to Rock Vegas. It's Glenn Rockney. Um, this episode is brought to you by Fieldwork Brewing in Berkeley. Uh, it's actually not brought to you by Berkeley. They're not sponsoring this. Uh, it's not Fieldwork sponsored. I just drank a Fieldwork beer, so uh, that's making me record this podcast right now. So therefore, I think they're, I think that's how sponsorships work. Anywho, uh, shout out Fieldwork Brewing, great beer. Uh, so today is the day the schedule dropped for the Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, so far I don't see that much air travel on there. Uh, that's my first instant thought. I uh, wanted to get to a couple things before we get to the schedule. Um, uh, did a couple depth signings, kind of camp bodies uh, the Raiders did this week. They uh, brought in Sam Young, a uh, veteran swing tackle. Uh, Sam Young, he, I mean, uh, let's be real, first time I'm ever hearing, hearing of him right now is uh, him him coming to the Raiders. But uh, I think he's... He's got to be here as like a veteran to compete with Brandon Parker, and and by compete, I'm kind of hoping that he unseats Brandon Parker. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how much better he is right now in year nine of his career, but I, I don't know. It's tough to, it's tough for me to see Brandon Parker still on this team. That might have been one of the worst picks out of the Gruden era. Was that Parker pick in in round three? And I remember it was a consensus like poo-poo like this sucks pick I don't think anybody liked it um I remember people saying like oh he's a developmental guy but we passed over somebody in the third round of that draft I'm actually going to look that up right now as I'm talking but um yeah who do we pass up in the draft to get Brandon Parker uh I love looking up stats that make me sad in case you guys didn't know but uh yeah, Sam Young, I think he's just there to to push even even David Sharp, who I, I don't hate David Sharp. I don't think he's done terrible for the Raiders, but maybe one of those two guys is gonna get pushed out by a veteran. Um I mean you like I said, I, I wish it wasn't our third round pick from a couple years ago. Um there's a lot a lot guys that come out in the third round now are are pretty good. Um you, you don't usually throw those picks away. Um so let's see. Okay, Oakland Raiders round three. Who did we where were we at? Uh, Brandon Parker. There he is. Mm. See, we passed up on Orlando Brown, the guy at the same position. Yeah, that's rough. Jeez. Uh, so, yeah, we passed up on another tackle <laughs> there. And uh, let's see. What? No, I'm sorry. Arden Key. Where's the rest of the third round? Okay, yeah, Brandon Parker, first pick of the third round. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, we picked Brandon Parker, the first pick there. Uh, looking at other guys, Fred Warner. That would have been nice, right? Pick number 70 by the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Sam Hubbard, pretty good player for the for the Bengals. Would have been nice off the edge. Uh, Malik Jefferson, not terrible either. Back-to-back picks by the Bengals there, not bad. Um, Michael Gallup, man. Orlando Brown, like I said. Mark Andrews. Um, we could have had Arden Key. Oh, oh, wait, we do have Arden Key. That's right. <laughs> but uh, no, the uh, yeah, we ended up getting Brandon Parker and Arden Key. This third round was loaded, man. Um, let's see who else? Joseph Noteboom, pretty good tackle for the Rams. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, Harrison Phillips, another good player out of Stanford. Um, was it? Let's see who else. Justin Reed, also a good player. Man. But we picked Brandon Parker. 
Uh, that was Gruden's first draft. Um, I, I'm going to just go ahead and blame all those picks on McKenzie. I know Gruden made them, but we'll just blame those on McKenzie. That way we could sleep a little better at night. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sam Young's here, I think, just to push either Brandon Parker or David Sharp out. Um, I, I can still see a, a scenario where Brandon Parker makes the team over Sam Young, and I don't I don't know, man. Remember last year, Brandon Parker, they were like, oh, yeah, he's rooming with Gabe Jackson. He's just getting really fat, so he should be good now. And it's like, well, I don't know. I, I didn't think size was his issue. He was just getting beat every play. And, you know, Colton Miller, you understood after his rookie year. It's like, you, you got to put on a little more weight. And he was injured. So I, I understood why Colton Miller put on a little bit more weight, got better. He was getting beat by power rushers. Bad. But Brandon Parker was getting beat by any kind of rusher. If you're a pass rusher and you could put your breath on a mirror when you breathe on it, you could probably beat Brandon Parker. That's why you're bringing, they're bringing in guys like Sam Young right now. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I think I think it's this year in with the COVID-19 stuff going on, I think it's going to be tough for anybody to really be unseated unless they play themselves out of a job because I don't know how training camp's going to work. I'm sure they'll have a legit camp once they can get tests on everybody. But, yeah, you, you can get tests on all the players and say, hey, as of this date, they don't have – you know, COVID-19 or anything like that in their system. You could even do the antibodies test, which hopefully by then is a lot more available for people that are, aren't football players, <laughs> those of us that just work for a living. But they could give the, you know, test to those players, but they don't know what the hell those players are going to be doing, especially because Nevada's opening up pretty much next week. Um, so after that, like, you know, this is coming August when camp would be uh, starting. We don't know what these players are doing after, you know, after practice and there might not be quarantines or shelter in place and things can be really tough um bringing in new guys that don't know your system and then you're gonna have to deal with like okay did my guy get sick i mean we might see replacements for free agents because guys get COVID 19 or i'm saying like replacements guys signing like these available free agents there's still a lot of them left because certain guys got COVID 19 like during camp and stuff it, it, i don't know who knows what's gonna happen but uh I do think Sam Young's got a chance to make the team. Um, I don't think he's there just as a camp body because our swing tackle position is open. Um, I mean, Sharp is is fine. I don't I don't hate having him there, but if somebody plays outplays him, they should get the job. Neither of those guys are stalwarts on the on the line. Not everyone's a Khalif Barnes, am I right? But uh, um, also, we uh, the Raiders brought in Devonte Booker to be. Uh, I guess a competition at running back, but as I mentioned on last week's episode, I think the Raiders might have a pass protection problem. Um, Jacobs isn't there yet, and like I said, he he will be. I, I think Josh Jacobs will be a great pass protector. He doesn't shy away from contact. I think it's a little bit more of kind of an X's and O's thing of identifying his who he's got and on third downs and stuff. And then you'll see him used as like Zeke Elliott. You know what I mean? Just every down unless he needs a break. Um. Devontae Booker's there, I think, as the kind of polished – and when I say polished, I don't necessarily mean like a good running back, but he's he's been around. Um, I think he knows how to play football, NFL football. So uh, Lynn Bowden, I'm not saying he doesn't, but he's definitely not there to be a traditional running back. Uh, I would I would hope not, at least. I would hope Lynn Bowden's going to be flexed out wide. Um, maybe they're in a two-back set. Um, I, I hope they get creative with him. I don't want them to use him as just an art running back, too, because – then I don't think the pick's worth it. So um, I do think that 
there's a scenario. I don't even know if I can see a scenario where Booker makes the team. They might just use him as being like a coach, honestly, in, in camp. Not a coach, but hey, look, man, we'll pay you through camp. Like, just make Josh Jacobs a better pass protector. Um, you know, teach Bowden what you can. Bowden obviously is hungry to learn. I, I saw him on the Unfiltered Truth. That's Unfil, like the name P H I L, and then Turd, as in T E R E D. Uh, unfiltered, the uh, Unfiltered Truth. Uh, shout out. Uh, I think it was. was it, uh, yeah, Phil Robertson and uh, what? Is, I'm sorry. What is it's Phil? They're they're both named Phil, and I'm I'm blanking on the last name, but uh, yeah, Phil Jones. I'm sorry. So the unfiltered truth. They had Lynn Bowden on, and and the guy's the guy's a ball player, man. That's one thing I love about the guy. He's 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 ready to play. Um, he's ready to be explosive for this team. He's ready to score points, but. I, I'm not sure I see it in pass protection yet, and there's not a lot of film of him doing it. If you do have film, please send it to me. I, I would love to see it, and it would definitely put me at ease as far as that goes. And if you know anything about John Gruden, just watch Hard Knocks last year. He's showing pictures of like Danny Woodhead, and Danny Woodhead just picking up blitzes. That's his favorite thing. A white, a white running back that picks up a blitz, Gruden is protruding through his pants and shooting ropes everywhere when he sees that. So <laughs> if you can't pick up a blitz, I don't. I don't know how you make this team other than Bowden. I think Bowden's here for other things. I think he's just listed as a running back, kind of like that Dexter McCluster. Um, Antoine Randall was a receiver, but like I, I don't know if I think they're just going to have a position next to him. But I would be hard pressed if they just bring Bowden out to just spell Josh Jacobs. I don't think that's what they're u- viewing him as. So you never know. Uh, Booker could make camp. Uh, Booker could be there um i think they just want to keep veterans around too in case you know there's really limited practice time for some of these rookies because uh people aren't talking about it there is for sure a chance that we see the most veteran and oldest nfl rosters that we see as far as like time served in the league right and when i say that i just i think you're going to see rookies not get as much playing time this year I, i think it's only right to say that and if you're like me, you draft and you're like, I want to see the guys we drafted. That's who I want to see play. But I think we're going to have to just temper our expectations a little bit. I think veterans are going to have the upper hand. And not just veterans from the same team from the year before, just veterans in general. Um, I think Bowden, again, he might not get the reps in pass pro that he needs because, again, we don't know about training camp. And uh, Jacob still needs to get better at it, and maybe he doesn't. So I think Booker's just a little insurance, just in case. Um, in case... He'll be there and have, you know, be able to spell Jacobs or or whoever, you know, and and not be Richard because Richard's just a third down back. He's not going to be the guy to back up Jacobs ever, in my opinion. Uh, so let's get to the schedule. Um, oh, no, no, no. One, one thing. There's a lot of really good free agents still available. Supposedly the Raiders don't have any money, but I don't believe it. I don't believe the cap is as solid as we think it is. You can manipulate it. They could get rid of Gabe at any time. Uh, again, I'd like to keep him if we can. But some of these free agents, man, I think it might be worth it. So um, Cam Newton, obviously, we're not going to get into him. This is off of NFLTradeRumors.com. This is just their best available free agents. Uh, Clowney, uh, I have already saw a Diana Rossini tweet that said they have no interest in him. And let's be real, Clowney isn't the pass rusher that we think he is. He's an elite run defender, but I think we have fine run defenders on the D-line. I don't need Clowney, and I don't think we're going to need to pay – I don't think we need to pay whatever 
defensive end we do end up signing. I don't think we need to pay him as much as Clowney's going to get. Uh, Darquez Denard, I, I could see that him coming in at corner. I do want to add a veteran corner. Uh, Vic Tafer tweeted out that we that the the Raiders will be going after a veteran corner, or at least inquiring. Um, Everson Griffin is the guy that really intrigues me. I know he's 32, but this defensive line is young on the edges, and it'd be really nice to have a veteran in there um, just to just to help the young guys. And I think he can still produce. Um, Logan Ryan is, in my opinion, more of a slot corner, and that's where he's gotten a lot of his snaps in Tennessee, and some of his best work is in the slot. I think we're fine at slot cornerback, and I'm, I'm I know I'm kind of banking on Amik Robertson, Keyshawn Nixon. And maybe somewhat of a bounce back year for Joyner. Again, I hope he's a free ace, free safety, and I hope he's not the uh, slot corner. But you know, I still think either way. I I think Joyner can only be better uh, <laughs> this year. I, I can't imagine he'd be worse. So I don't see them going after Logan Ryan. Um, uh, Prince of Mukamara is interesting too. I, I know he's not incredible or not great anymore, but I always liked the way he played. And and I don't. When I say bring in a veteran corner, I don't necessarily mean. We need to bring in a guy that can start. I think that's kind of a misconception with people is when you when you suggest, hey, let's bring in a veteran corner. They're like, no, I want Arnett to start. Fine, I, I do too. Shit, the way they the way they reached on him, I hope he starts too. Wouldn't make sense to reach on a guy like that and bench him, right? And or use him as depth early on. I'm, hey, Arnett's got to get out there and cover. So if they like him as much as they say they do, and it, it appears they do, right? They took him before anybody else would. Um, you'd think that he's going to be the starter and penciled in as like CB2. And again, the Raiders don't travel their corners that much. So I think they're going to end up, you know, 1A and 1B if the Raiders get their way, right? Mullen and Arnett. But I'd like to bring in a veteran as depth because other than what? Mullen's the second year. Arnett's first year rookie. Nixon's second year. Robertson rookie. Lawson is a veteran, but I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't really see him in the plans very much other than an emergency scenario. Man, when he dropped that fucking pick against Pat Mahomes, I don't know if anyone remembers that that play at Kansas City. Raiders were like kind of in the game, kind of not. You know, like when the Raiders do that where you're like, yeah, we're down 10, but this feels like we're down 30. It was kind of that scenario. But still, we were like down 10. And Mahomes threw across his body late, and it was a fucked up ass throw. And uh Nevin Lawson like had it in his hands and could have like walked into the end zone seriously he could have crawled he could have crawled nobody would have touched him and he dropped it that one pissed me off but um Isaiah Johnson too is uh going down the list Isaiah Johnson's in his second year really this is his rookie year um I like what Isaiah Johnson can do I was there at that Bengals game when he had that nice pass defense on uh I think that was Auden Tate I want to say he was covering or maybe or Alex Erickson I can't remember so he was against uh, Cincinnati. Isaiah Johnson had a nice play. He appears to be a good special teams guy, but we can't bank on him getting being a great player right away. Um, you don't want to ha- expect that much from guys who, again, he, this is his rookie season. He missed most of last year, didn't get a lot of snaps. So I'd like to bring in a guy like Prince Amukamara, and if the rookie beats him out, the rookie beats him out, right? Like that's a good thing. Then you have Lawson and Amukamara on the bench, and you're not starting undrafted free agents right in case just catastrophe in case the injury just crushes your secondary right and look dude we might be dealing with players getting covid on like a week basis like you'll see on the injury report so and so covid 
questionable, right? <laughs> Not questionable, but like out, right? They'll make you sit out of two weeks. There's going to be a rule if they start playing. The players union is going to make them do that. It's going to be like a, if you get COVID-19, you're out for three weeks at least. So I'd like to have some veterans that we could bring in in a disaster scenario. This team got killed by not having depth on defense. I think the Raiders could have been like a league average, slightly below average defense last year. We were terrible by the time we got down to those last few linebackers. I love Will Compton. He's a nice guy. But we shouldn't have had to have signed him off the street, right? And we shouldn't have had to have DJ Swearinger and Curtis Riley starting, watching A.J. Brown just fucking terrorize us on on third down, 97-yard touchdown. (laughs) We shouldn't have to have that happen. I want to bring in some veterans. Um, again, Gabe Jackson could be cut. That could be two of these guys on a one-year deal. I think that's a $9.6 million, if I'm not uh, mistaken, on the Gabe Jackson cap hit. Um, also, other guys like Cameron Wake. I heard people say Cameron Wake. I don't. He wants to play. I, it'd be cool, but I think he's more of a stand-up. I can't. I don't know if he's a stand-up guy. Like they always put him as three-four, or is he like a you know hand-in-the-ground edge? I I always see him as a hand-in-the-ground guy whenever I'd watch Miami games, but. Um, yeah, you know, guys like that, that could be cool. Tony Jefferson, I wouldn't hate any of this stuff. There's a lot of really good free agents left. Um, really, you know, even Eli, even Eli Apple's still there. The Raiders might end up just bringing him back. That'd probably be the number one guy they would actually sign because they actually wanted to sign him anyways, right? Um, so I could see, I know they gave his money. Well, they didn't, they didn't necessarily give his money, but they – took his contract back for whatever reason. I think it was a physical related and then put that half that money on Demarius Randall, which I did like at the time. Um, but if they bring Eli Apple back because they like him, why not? Right. He's 25, but he is a veteran. So again, I just don't want this Raiders team to be screwed, you know, by week 12, whatever happens, you know, injury wise, because injuries will happen to this defense. I don't want to get completely screwed when we have guys get injured. Right. I don't want to be down to the Swearingers. Don't want to be down to the Curtis Rileys. You know, I don't want those guys, guys like that to have to start guys off the street. Let's sign them now. Get them in camp now. All right. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to get into the schedule this year. Um, I'm not big on predicting wins and losses like when the schedule comes out. Um, I'm going to go through every game. But I'm not gonna like. Oh, that's a win. That's a loss. This is an eight and eight team to me. With before or after seeing the schedule, I have them as an eight and eight win team. And for me, the way I calculate that is, I think they're nine and seven talent, right? If every nine and seven, ten and six, if everything goes right, nine and seven, if it's a good season, everyone's you know for the most part stays healthy. Eight and eight to me is like the the median of like what I think they could be. So that's what I'm gonna predict. Eight and eight. So that's nonetheless, let's go through the schedule. We we don't know anything about these teams yet. Right? Last year, played Indianapolis. I remember at Indianapolis when we saw when I saw them early in the year. Damn, they gotta go to Indianapolis. I remember that was after some like that was when the crazy road stuff started, like crazy road games. I'm like, damn, the first game's gonna be at Indianapolis, man. They're gonna have Andrew Luck, man. I I don't think we have the defense to stop Andrew Luck. I mean, we ended up getting Jacoby Brissett. So you just don't know. Andrew Luck retired before the season. Um, so that's why I don't really like to predict the the wins and losses right now. But nonetheless, week one, tentatively scheduled at September 13th, which why wouldn't that date change, right? It's just all going to matter if we get fans in there or not. 
uh, at Carolina Panthers. Um, I think it's a, a nice way to open up. I don't mind the week one open up on the road. I don't. I don't mind that. That week two, like, because if you get that good road win, like in 2016, uh, you. I don't know if you remember that. That just getting that first road win was nice. That epic Saints game, one of the best. One of the best games. Um, ironically, we and you know that was the last time we were good. We played the NFC South right that year uh, in 2016. A lot of awesome games uh, were played uh, between us and that division. But um, week one is Carolina, big time question mark team. I I do think that the Raiders are a better team right now than Carolina, even though I do like the guys they drafted defensively in that draft. I think they went all defense in that draft. Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown. Um, I do like the guys they that they drafted, but I do think the Raiders are – to be favored in that game, I would think. Um, I think, you know, with them losing Keekly, a lot of their really good veterans, I think they might start a little slower next year, maybe see the rookies come on later. So I do like getting them week one. I think that's a really nice game to open up with. Um, yeah, so I, you know, again, do I predict a win or a loss? I don't, fuck, I don't know, dude. It's not even training camp yet, but I do like their, I do like their chances. Um, week two, uh, the, the Death Star opens up. I mean, the first night there, Mark Davis is going to be eating with no fans there, eating in the built-in P.F. Chang's uh, in, inside that restaurant, right? I don't know if there is, but why wouldn't there be, right? Come on, Mark. That's his favorite. Just inside P.F. Chang's, smashing down a plate of fucking spring rolls, watching us uh, I <laughs> watching us play the Saints. I, man, I, that the Saints team is really good. Um, I have my questions about Drew Brees still being good, but I think their defense is really good. And I think that they're uh, – luckily they don't travel as well, but now that we play in an indoor stadium, <laughs> might get kind of uh, might get kind of interesting. Um, I do like I do like the Saints not playing in the Superdome, um, but I that one's going to be tough. Um, that's why it would be nice to be coming off a win there. You know I mean? A, a nice road win to play the Saints would be good. Uh, but that's Monday night football. Um, we get the early game Monday night football, which is, which is nice. Usually we're like at that, like seven o'clock game. You know what I mean? I think we're going to be front and center. Uh, I think the Denver plays later that night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it's a all AFC West matchup. The AFC West teams are in the, uh, two games, but yeah, playing against the saints. Uh, it's, it's, you know, more than likely going to be drew Brees, uh, Michael Thomas, uh, that really good defense Kamara. Um, it, that's a tough game. Uh, nonetheless, if they get through that one and one, that'd be real nice. If they're, if they're one and one, if they could start out, Oh, and two, this shit's going to suck. But, uh, yeah, if you go one and one there and then week three at new England, uh, I see people penciling this as a win. Let me tell you one thing about the Raiders. There is no like, yeah, that's a win game for the Raiders. I don't like to be the bearer of bad news. We aren't that team that can chalk things up as wins. There's not one team on paper where I look at that team and I say, the Raiders will beat that team. And uh, look, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom about the team. I I am excited about the roster that they're building. I'm cautiously optimistic. I definitely have some fundamental disagreements with the way John Gruden does some things, but Hey, whatever, not a huge Derek Carr guy, not a big Derek Carr believer, but I like what we're building in no way. Do I think that the Raiders are head and shoulders better than any team in football 
as of now, once the season gets going, you, you can kind of see what every team is. That Jets game last year should prove that to everyone. Got our ass fucking handed to us at the Meadowlands. Cold weather. East Coast time zone. You've heard it all before. We don't win those games. So that New England week three, I know Tom's not there anymore, but Bill's still there. Bill Belichick's still there. Uh, they lost a lot of guys. I mean, there's, that's none, nonetheless. And if this all kind of depends if Jared Stidham's good, but do you see Carr lighting up New England? I don't. If that happens, shit, sign me up. I don't care what Belichick defense it is. If Carr goes on the road to New England, 10 a.m. game, I mean, it shouldn't be that cold, but which is nice. I'm glad we're going to New England early. But he goes there and, and lights it up. Uh, damn, I, I remember, I remember. I think it was Carr's rookie year. Yeah, it was Carr's rookie year. Uh, Mac was there too. I remember Mac got a nice QB hit on, on Brady when they played at New England. And uh, I think we were like, driving on that last that last drive on the Patriots to to maybe take the lead or tie it up and Denarius more like fucking dropped the ball and tipped it right up to the linebacker I think it was Gerard Mayo or something oh that was killer but nonetheless I can't predict Derek Carr going into New England and lighting them up so that game is a super super question mark to me but if they win that game and they start two and one that'd be awesome week four is interesting too Week four, the Raiders are hosting the Bills, Buffalo Bills. That Buffalo Bills team is a quarterback away. And I'm when I say a quarterback away, Josh Allen might still get it done. I don't have a lot of confidence in him. I like his mobility and I like his the heart and the way, you know, he rallies that team up. But I think Josh Allen and Derek Carr are similar in the way that like the fan base is used to absolute dog shit at the position, that anything that isn't that, they cling on to with dear life. You know? Oh, man, please don't disrespect Josh Allen. This is the best thing we've ever had. We used to have Trent Edwards. <laughs> you know? Or we used to have J.P. Lossman. Oh. It's the same way with us. Man, uh, we could have had, we could go back to Andrew Walter. Oh, no. You know? It's the same way. So, I look, Josh Allen isn't great. I have a lot of questions on him. He's wildly inaccurate. But that, other than Josh Allen, that team is loaded. Stephon Diggs. People forgot about that trade. That trade kind of after a lot of other big free agent news happened, that trade kind of went under the radar. They got Stephon Diggs with John Brown and Cole Beasley. That's nasty wide receiver core. Their all lines okay. Um, defense is really good. The defense is really good. So I'm glad, again, I'm glad it's not at Buffalo. But uh, we're going to need a lot out of number four. We're going to need a lot out of Carr these first four weeks. We'll need a lot out of him all year. But these first four weeks, he can't do that. Any kind of slow start stuff. Uh we're going to need him to play against New Orleans the way he played against New Orleans in 2016. Right? Going to need a big win against the Bills like we got in 2016. Man, shout out Khalil Mack. He was a fucking murderer that game. Damn. That was so nice. Uh, week five. Week five is uh, at Kansas City. Let's get this one out of the way. I'm glad it's not super cold. October 11th should be decent weather in Kansas City. Uh, it's not a get the bye week after that's, that's cool. But, um, we're gonna, I, I like, I like playing Kansas city there. Um, week two last year felt a little premature, right? Um, that, that Kansas city game last year was so interesting. I, I don't put that one on the defense had the, the second quarter from hell, right? 
Chiefs didn't do shit the rest of the game. Raiders went up 10-7 in the first quarter. You know, look, had we even just matched them, like, not even matched them, but, like, had two touchdowns to their four in the second half, or in the second quarter, excuse me. That's a completely winnable game, and then the defense plays a lot better against Patrick Mahomes in the second half. I actually do have a weird take that the Raiders play Patrick Mahomes not terribly on defense, as as bad as our defense was, <laughs> you know, the roster. Like, we kind of make Patrick Mahomes work for it, you know, which is nice. He has his spurts. He's like Steph Curry, man. He's just like Steph Curry. He goes off. When he's off, he's going off, and you can't stop him. But the Raiders do a decent job. Carr doesn't put any fucking points against the Chiefs. That's the problem. He really hasn't for a long time. That Thursday night, you know, wonderful game where he hits Crabtree on the after the 15 pass interference and offensive pass interference, holding calls, all that stuff. He finally hits Crabtree. Ever since then, it's been a dump. He's been a dump whenever we play Kansas City. So, look, man, you start hot that year, you, you got a chance to prove it. Week five at Kansas City, prove everybody wrong. That would be a huge win there. Um I don't think the Chiefs' defense is that great. I mean, they look like the '85 Bears when number four is out there, but it's a game when you're going to need you're really going to need him to step up. And um, that's the that's the first division game of the year right there. First one is Week Five. Um, I, I really thought the NFL was going to do more of that, right? Like I thought the NFL was going to do more of the non-conference games early, the non-conference, non-division games early, because I remember there was a rumor. I think Vic Tafer retweeted it the other night saying. Like, hey, if we lose some of those games, that's not the worst thing in the world, right? Which I agree with. So, very interesting that, like, Eagles-Redskins is going to be week one. Like, really interesting that they decided to go that route. They really are confident that there's going to be an uninterrupted season. Which is good to hear, hopefully. I mean, man, I just want everyone to be safe, really. So, we get a bye week. They're going to have to enjoy that bye week, right? Maybe some stuff in Vegas is more open and accessible. Have a fun time. After the bye week, Sunday night football at the Death Star. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is so intriguing to me because I think the Bucs are going to be good. I don't think Brady's going to be on a bad football team when he's still in the NFL. I think that team's automatically still going to get a winning season. Um, but that's going to be interesting. Uh, I like playing them here in, in Vegas and, and I, I actually like the way the Raiders match up with that. Um, I want to see the way this young defense plays. Hopefully if these free agent linebackers play, uh, pan out, I like the way the defense could look this year. I don't, I still don't love the depth. And that was why I went into those free agents earlier, but, um, I like, I like getting, getting Tampa right like I like getting Tampa and even even against Breeze like a lot of these quarterbacks that like to do this dink and dunk stuff the Raiders have set themselves up to take away a lot of intermediate routes right if Abram ends up being that guy that just cleans every play up right Littleton um you know other guys like that Littleton uh, Meek Robertson who knows who's who's on the field at that time but I, the Raiders are set up to take away a lot of those short and intermediate routes that Brady likes and uh, Breeze can only throw those now they bring Taysom Hill in to throw the deep ball. Probably Winston now. <laughs> All right. So Sunday night football, I'm I'm juiced about that. I'm normally like fearful with the way the Raiders have played. Sometimes when we get these big Sunday night games where we're really overmatched, you know, 
I, I get scared sometimes, but man, like bring it on. Let's do it. Sounds good. Week seven. Uh, hopefully I, that Bucks defense should be pretty good. Um, but look, man, best I ever saw Derek Carr play was against Tampa Bay 2016. That was the best I ever saw him play. That was an incredible game. Uh, Seth Roberts just breaking that tackle and walking in the end zone. That was the best I've ever seen him play in one single game. And, uh, hey, maybe that's the team he likes to play against. So a lot of these games are – I hate to put this much on a quarterback, but you, you it's kind of what it is. I don't expect the defense to be elite. We'll, we'll get ahead of that right now. I think this defense is going to be opportunistic. I think they're going to have a lot of ups and downs. I think they're going to get a lot of penalties, a lot of personal foul stuff because of the physicality of the game. of the, the guy They drafted really physical guys, and the league is not that physical anymore. So I think the defense is going to be real volatile. I think you're going to see them look elite certain, you know, even just quarters at a time. But then I think you're going to see them struggle, right? I think they're going to see kind of like getting overzealous and stuff like that. And I still have questions about Paul Gunther. And and I, I think even by that Tampa Bay game, that could be Rod Narinelli's first game as defensive coordinator after the bye week. Raiders start 0-4, 0-5. Uh, I don't expect Gunther to be there, so... This could be the you know first week of Rod Marinelli there, especially after the bye week, you know. So uh, Tampa Bay really excited about that game. Uh, that's it's winnable, it's winnable. Um, I don't. The only one I don't really see them winning is that first Saints game. Really scares me only because I think the Saints are going to have a really good defense this year. That Zach Bond pick they got like it's it's. I think their defense is going to be really good. Um, Buffalo is going to be really tough too. And then traveling to new England, it's, it's just, it's tough for me to all out say they're going to win this game, but I also have a little, I can be talked into winning them, you know? <laughs> so, uh, that's why I have them going eight and eight, right? 500. That's, that's just kind of me, kind of me kind of shrugging my shoulders at the season. Cause a few things go right. They could be 10 and six, um, week eight. Uh, we've got the Cleveland Browns at Cleveland Browns. So this is, a. Uh, two road games in a row after the uh, bye week and the home game against Tampa. So this would be week three out of five that would be on the road. Um, if you count Kansas City bye week, home against Tampa, at Cleveland, at L.A. I always want to call them San Diego, and everyone's going to want to call us Oakland still. Uh, Cleveland is a, that's a wild card because – you want to say, like, this is the year they figured it out. But Cleveland's kind of like the Raiders, where we all think this is the year they figured it out. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's the Browns. Oh, yeah, it's the Raiders. So that's a complete wild card. Um, I remember a few years ago, I think it was – must have been Carr's rookie year. I remember we went to Cleveland. and Damn, that sucked. That was a bad, bad game, like, at Cleveland. I think Matt Schaub threw a pick six on a fake field goal. If I'm not mistaken, he was holding the snap. That was terrible. Um, so that was I think that was the last time we went to Cleveland. But uh then you had the the great Cleveland game, Gruden's first win back with the Raiders, the in the overtime game where Reggie Nelson picked off uh Baker Mayfield and uh got the we got the game winning field goal against them. That was really cool. So Cleveland's a complete wild card. Um definitely a winnable game, but like I could also see Cleveland like a, just a small chance where they end up being like greatest show on turf level good too. So uh very interesting very interesting but i i do like uh i i, I do like that game being right there i think they're going to be well rested after a bye week and a home game against tampa so it should be nice uh week nine at la 
um, our second home. But if there's no fans, then advantage Chargers, right? <laughs> uh, team that's used to having no fans, and uh, then they won't be getting uh, booed on third down and uh, trying to do silent counts and stuff because all the Raider fans there. So that's the one I hope they that we do have fans for there. But I believe uh, I believe Mayor Garcetti in uh, L.A. said that there's not going to be any sporting events that have fans um in the calendar year of 2020 and this would be november 8th so it would fall under that line um so i i would anticipate playing that game without fans um i think we get justin herbert this week i would think i don't i don't think tyrod taylor is there to be the starter for for very long if at all so uh i think justin herbert sucks so let's beat the chargers uh their defense is really good but I, I do think their offense will be kind of kind of weak, honestly. I, I'm not a huge fan of their offense. Keenan Allen's really good, but he's never really murdered us like that. Um, he, he doesn't kill the Raiders in that way. So I don't think that's enough to to take the Raiders down. So that's one of the one of the games I, I do like. I like both our matchups against the Chargers this year. I could be wrong about Justin Herbert, but I just don't see it. And I'm really glad they drafted him and not and didn't end up getting Tua. Week 10, coming back to the Death Star at home against the Broncos. Um, there's a lot of people who don't like Derek Carr. I consider myself one of them. I'm not a fan. I don't think he's very good. Uh, I think he can be good. Eh, whatever. I'm not getting into this debate. There's You want to listen to the older episodes where I talk about Carr, go ahead. I don't want to focus it too much on this. Uh, I'm not a huge Drew Locke believer. I definitely think he's got the traits to be a good quarterback. But I don't know. To me, he's like kind of Jay Cutlery to me. Like kind of, kind of, kind of like a got a great arm. I think about five years from now, we'll be like, hey, why wasn't he better? You know. But he, I think he's going to turn the ball over a lot. I don't. I don't think he's that great. And they're going to be asking a lot out of their rookie class, similar to the Raiders. I think they're kind of a similar seven and nine team that could be nine and seven, but. A lot of a lot of people are like really like man Carr isn't as good as Drew Locke. I, I think they're about the same, honestly. I don't think Drew Locke is all that great, but we'll see. I, I think he's you know, like Jimmy Garoppolo looked really good his last four weeks that one year, but then you, you kind of saw him look, they were still successful, the Niners, but you kind of saw what Jimmy Garoppolo was after one full season. He's kind of more of a game manager. I think I think Drew Locke is just one of those guys, like I like a more of an Alex Smith kind of guy with a slightly better arm. But I also think he's going to turn the ball over more than Alex Smith, you know. So huge wild card with him. I, I look, I, I think the Raiders have a good chance against the Broncos this year. I'm not a huge fan of the Broncos defense. I know they got AJ Bouye, but um, and Jarrell Casey, but I don't think that it's going to be. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that tough to take down the Broncos this year. Um, I don't think that they're a playoff team. I think that the uh, I think that the Raiders and Chiefs will probably be first and second place, um, but the question is how close we'll be to Kansas City. Um, and I do think that second, third, and fourth place in the division will be within like a game, game and a half. So um, I think it's going to be kind of a dogpile, and those division games against the Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders are going to decide like second, third, and fourth place, like just within, you know what I mean? Within week 17 of the season. Uh, so again, I know the Broncos had a great draft. I don't know if that draft, especially given this year is going to be 
as impactful as it would be in other years. And that's the other thing I say about the Raiders, why I want them to go get some of these veteran free agents, because I don't think the draft, I don't know if you can expect a thousand yard year out of Henry Ruggs, despite the fact that I think he's going to get a lot of touches or design touches. I think it's going to be really tough for them to learn in the system, especially with a coach like Gruden who leans on veterans a lot. Gruden's used to having best offense Gruden ever had. He had two like 35 year old wide receivers. So, um, again, I, I, I think the Broncos will be running into the same problem. I don't know if Jerry Judy's going to have the rookie season that a lot of the scouts think he's going to have simply because it's just going to be tough for him to develop chemistry with Locke. I think Cortland Sutton's going to have a huge year, right? And that's definitely tough now that the Broncos have a couple receiving options there. But I like the matchup between uh, Denver and the Raiders. Uh, I, th- I like the Raiders' chance to sweep them, honestly. But uh, week 11, this is Kansas City will have a bye the week before. And then the Raiders are at home Sunday night football against Kansas City. We all know Andy Reid after a bye is damn near Thanos, right? But I just – look, you could say the excuse all you want. Oh, Kansas City after a bye, the NFL hates us. Okay, the NFL doesn't hate the Raiders anymore, right? I, I'm sorry. It's just not true. Referees do not hate the Raiders. Referees call plays. A lot of times they go off a tendency, Okay. In my opinion, the reason the Raiders get called for a lot of pass interference is because they don't play that good, right? So when there's a bang-bang play, they're going to err to the side of the better team most of the time, right? You can give me your conspiracy videos, Gene Steratore with the index card. Look, there's been things. I'm not saying there hasn't. There hasn't been certain scenarios that make you go, hmm. But when people get mad at the schedule makers, oh, Kansas City after a bite. Man, we got to beat Kansas City. Right? This is the same thing where it's like Derek Carr needs this to win. Derek Carr needs this to win. Derek Carr needs this to win. And then the referees have to call the right calls. Man, he's going to have to beat Kansas City, especially at home. I don't care if they haven't played in four weeks. He's going to have to go in his home stadium, light up Kansas City's defense, and the defense is going to have to just do enough to stop Pat Mahomes. That's how you have to beat the Chiefs. Derek, you don't beat the Chiefs scoring less than 30 points. Right, doesn't matter what the defense gives up. You cannot beat them scoring less than 30 points. This offense has to crush week 11. Has to just come out firing. And we've seen it happen before. Why can't it happen against the Chiefs? I, I don't get it. Right? So, that's a huge game. I, I see that being one of those games where the Raiders are at like at 500 or close to it, maybe game over, game under, or something like that, and that being the game that like basically dictates the rest of your year. They come off hot against Kansas City, crush it, then they're at Atlanta the next week, right? If you're at Atlanta after beating Kansas City at home, I don't think you care that much. But if you're at Atlanta, you're, what, uh, two games under 500 after that, and you're at Atlanta, I could see them rolling over and dying in Atlanta, right? So Kansas City, that Kansas City week 11 game, man, it's that's the best in the league. You got to beat the best team in the league to to be good. Right? You got to they're going to have to do it. You can't hide from Kansas City. You can't ask the schedule makers to give you favorable matchups with Kansas City. You're going to have to beat them. Stop. You can't hide from them. But anyways, week 12 at Atlanta Falcons. Uh that's the yeah. So that'll that'll be that'll be interesting. I 
I like the matchup there. I like the matchup. Um, Falcons definitely got good wide receivers. Uh, we'll see, you know, week 12, that's, that, your roster's going to look so different by then. Both sides, honestly. So that's interesting. Uh, at Atlanta's never easy. Raiders on the East Coast, 10 o'clock start time. Not great. Although last year I thought we did a decent time other than that Jets game. We had a decent time playing in that time zone. So um, that's pretty good. And look, you know, the Falcons are the Falcons. They've been the same team for a long time. You catch them on a good week, they look like Super Bowl champions. You catch them on a bad week, they look like the worst team in the league. And uh, so, again, it's a winnable game. There's not a lot of games I see as not winnable, and there's not a lot of games I – there's no games I see as slam dunks for for the Raiders. So, uh, at Atlanta, week 12. Week 13, at New York Jets. The New York Jets last year – that was one of the more embarrassing games I had ever seen. The Raiders play. That was bad. That was awful. So I don't want to get too far into it. I don't think Sam Darnold's very good. So watching Sam Darnold just rip us to shreds. Uh, look, I, I understand it was a bad call on Max Crosby early in the game. Would have got us out of a red zone situation. But, man, we laid an egg on the road against the Jets. That has to be a win this year. You cannot let that happen two weeks in a row. I think the Jets are one of the worst teams in football. I, I think their roster sucks. They threw a lot of cardboard boxes out there as O-linemen this year. Higher paid cardboard boxes than the one they had in the past. I I don't think they're very good. And those are the type of games that the Raiders have been losing for years where they're not head and shoulders better than that team, but they should beat them. And then they end up it ends up not even being close. So we're going to see what kind of improvements this team makes. Year three under John Gruden. Week 14, home for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, let's get, man, Phillip Rivers reunion, if he's still around by then. But Phillip went to a place that he had a good offensive line. I, I respect the move, uh, even though can't stand Rivers. But uh, the Colts are, are another team. They don't really have a lot of weaknesses. Very similar to the Bills. Um, it's all going to depend on what they get out of the quarterback position. I haven't been impressed with Rivers in the last three years thought the team around him has been better than him and uh the Colts are one of those teams where it's like they're good enough to be good but I I don't even see them as being close to great if you know if that makes any sense they don't have the firepower I love the Michael Pittman pick they had with Tyreek Hilton uh Tyreek uh it's T.Y. Hilton Tyreek Hilton is like two different two different of the same player basically two, two guys combined into one uh Indianapolis Colts week 14 is going to be it's going to be a, a I think that'll be a really good game too um it's gonna to be tough for the Raiders to rush the passer on the Colts their offensive line is probably the best in the league uh I would say the inverse is true as well I, I would say that the Colts are gonna have a tough time rushing the passer on the Raiders and uh I think that's gonna be a, a really even matchup there um definitely another winnable game uh week 15 we are Every year there's a Thursday night Raiders Chargers game, isn't there? It's so funny. Like it, it, I think 2018 they didn't have one, but it's, it seems like almost every year there's a Thursday night Raiders Chargers game, which is awesome. I, I love that matchup at night. It's so cool. Uh, Raiders play them well at night too, which is always nice. It's like whenever we we don't look as good when we play them during the day for some reason. But uh, yeah, I, I again I like the way the Raiders match up against the Chargers this year. I think those are going to be low scoring games. Um, kind of ugly games, winning ugly. This is going to be the key in those games because I think the Chargers defense is legit. 
but um, I don't think the Chargers' offense is legit at all. I don't think their offensive line is very good, and I don't think their run game. Uh, Austin Eckler's good, but I think he's more of a receiving back, and uh, Justin Jackson, who I love politically, but uh, I don't think he's uh, you know he's not a uh, Zeke Elliott back there. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, week fifteen against the Chargers. These are the, the back end of the schedule does look a lot nicer, right? Just opponent wise. Falcons, Jets, Colts, Chargers. And then next up we have week 16, Dolphins at Raiders. Um, you got three home games. Three out of the last four games of the year are home. So if there's ever going to be a stretch run there, I think that's the time to do it. So if the Raiders can just be like 500 by week 13, they have a chance to end three of their last four games at home. That's, that's pretty good. Um, week 16 is the Dolphins. Uh, I would expect Tua being the quarterback by then, but you never know, man. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is like a cockroach in the league, man. You can't get rid of the guy, and and nor do I think he should be gotten rid of. He's very entertaining. He's a really fun, like, oh, there's no games on. Let's see what Ryan Fitzpatrick's up to. Just going out there playing like Wild West football. It's tight. The big beard, Yosemite Sam looking guy. Uh, so if two is a the quarterback there, it's a completely different team in my opinion, but this is a game that the Raiders should beat the Dolphins this year unless they are unless they just smashed the draft and drafted like four Hall of Famers that contribute instantly. I think the Raiders are better than the Dolphins at almost every position. Um debatable as far as quarterback, but and uh and corner, I think the Dolphins cover are going to cover well this year, but I I that's a, a game they should win. Again, if the Raiders are like you know, at 500 after week 13, I love their chances, right, of going on a run on the stretch. Week 17, ending the season, they are at Denver. Um, again, I said what I said about the Broncos. I think it's a pretty even matchup, but I, I don't see the hype yet for the Broncos. I still think they're a year away from being like, whoa, watch out for the Broncos. I think they're still a year away from that. So I think there's a decent chance that, the Raiders could win, man, if they find a way to split with Kansas City, I could see a reasonable chance that they win four games and sweep the Chargers and, and Broncos. It, it could happen. Um, again, we're at mercy of what Derek Carr does. People say wins aren't uh, aren't a quarterback stat or whatever. What is it? It's like wins are not a QB stat. And like people that say that kind of stuff, it's like, yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like you can't say that it uh, – win-loss record is irrelevant. I get that it doesn't tell the full story. I still think Derek Carr is like a 500 winning percentage quarterback. I don't think he's as bad as his record is, right? But nonetheless, man, he's got to show he's a winning quarterback this year. He's only shown that one year, right? Instantly was not the same thing the next year. So I I got him at 8-8 eight and eight because only because I don't know if I trust the quarterback. I kind of know what – I feel like I know the defense can can be about average. But if we have an average quarterback, average defense, I'm probably picking 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't, I'm sorry. There should be more science applied to it, right? But I, I it doesn't – I don't see anything else than that. You know, Again, a couple things go right, a couple good bounces, a couple you know, playing teams at good times, maybe some injuries on the other team. Yeah, you could be 10-6. and six. That wouldn't shock me. But – I see eight and eight with this team. I'm just excited. There's a schedule. Uh, schedule to me, I don't think the NFL would roll this schedule out without, you know, 
<laughs> without at least considering the fact that they won't play the games, right? So um, it's encouraging to see. Uh, I just, you know, I don't anticipate fans in the stands uh, really at any of these games because I don't think they're going to allow f- – if California doesn't allow fans, right, the Niners and Chargers and the Rams, they don't allow fans, how is the rest of the league going to get away with having fans, right? I don't think they're going to allow it at certain games and, and, you know, oh, here, wow, no fans here, right? You know, one can argue the Rams and the Chargers never have fans, so, you know, that I would be the lawyer uh, the lawyer arguing that point. But, um, again, got to do what's safe. Let's, let's just get through this pandemic. Um, football with no fans is still fine for us on TV, although I'm sure for the players it's a bit weird. So, uh, again, that's, uh, that's the Raiders schedule. Uh, I'm predicting an eight and eight season. I didn't go game by game as far as if they're going to win or not. Just looking at taking a look at what, you know, the teams are doing a kind of division roundup and, uh, uh, just seeing, you know, the travel, the travel doesn't look terrible. Uh, like Cleveland to San Diego era, uh, Cleveland to LA. Damn. I did the San Diego again. Right. Uh, when I'm looking at the back-to-back roads, uh, road games, there's, only two. They don't play any stretch of three in a row. It doesn't look like on the road, which is nice. But they do get three home games. So, again, there's no excuses for no, for Derek Carr, right? Longest tenured guy on this team. There's no excuses. Third year in the system. He should have the wide receivers that he needs. Should have the, the time he needs to throw. Should have the running game that he needs. Defense, again, I don't connect defense to Derek Carr, right? If Carr's putting up 30 a game and we end up 7-9, and nine, I know Carr's not the problem. So, uh, again, uh, I just want everyone to stay safe. And uh, you can subscribe to Rock Vegas on iTunes. And uh, I'm Glenn Rockney, uh, at Glenn Rockney on Twitter, at G-L-E-N-R-O-C-K-N-E-Y. Uh, I'll be doing these whenever there's news, um, any kind of transaction and stuff. I'll probably probably keep it to once a week but uh again if we go a week without anything it's gonna be tough to talk about stuff uh again find me on twitter i'm around i'm very uh very much online uh during these quarantine days so you can uh, feel free to if you like this podcast and you want to hear me talk about something especially during these slow times just send me something on twitter no problem at glenn rockney uh all right guys that is it for me